hello. Everybody's back for another episode of It's Tempting with Casey and Erin. <laughs> I love the pause. And Erin. It's so good. It's good every time. <sighs> you guys, we're almost halfway through season three. That's crazy. That is crazy. And again, this is episode I just five. Like- I still don't, I have to say it, I just don't see anything so crazy on my end that would make people hate me. I have to say, I'm sorry, guys. I'm telling you, it's funny that you said that because before we started recording, I was going to say something and then I said, no, I'm going to save it for the pod. And that's what it was. Number one, you're not even really talking about soccer. Number two, I've yet to see you really cry. No. Like, like, it's wild. It's literally like I'm not crying. I'm done talking about soccer. I'm not talking poorly about Corey. Like nope. I just don't. It's not the math is not mathing. No, the math is not mathing. Like, you got some I, heat for no reason, dude. I'm telling you, I've, like people literally were going in on me, and it's like, you know, to each their own. You know, everyone, you can have your opinion, but I really, where did this opinion come from? Is my the, question, right? <laughs> No, seriously. And it's funny too because like when I first watched my season, and I've said this so many times, I was constantly like drinking wine or like doing shots before because I was so nervous that majority of the time I was watching these episodes, I was like pretty tipsy or like if not kind of drunk. Yeah. So I almost fed into what people were saying about me. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like that's so true. Like I'm so embarrassed. But now looking back (laughs) and then also like being pregnant in a new relationship, I'm kind of like, I don't hate the way I'm portrayed. Like I'm very kind of like. Great. And I don't understand (laughs) like what is going on. Like I'm flabbergasted, honestly. And it's not one of those things because I remember like a huge, like one of the like biggest tweets was like, you know, Aaron is like, like flip flop so quickly. Like she regrets bringing like Corey there because she knows like he's like doing better off like it was one of those things and I'm like I don't even think you see that transition with me right away like you see me like kind of nervous and like a little regretful but I don't it's not like I'm pleading and begging and like no you know it's a very like gradual yeah like I want to be with him type thing like yeah (laughs) No, it's uh, flabbergasted over here. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm like, I was really ready for you to like have some villain moments, have some like crying yeah. moments. And it, and ain't it ain't happening? It's so strange too because the one time I actually like, they showed like they aired me arguing, which is like I think like episode like seven or eight. It's coming uh-huh. up. Um, that was like the one time where I felt like maybe I was well, I was literally defending myself and Corey, and people yeah. still weren't happy. They were like, "Oh, she's like, you know, just angry." Like it was so strange. It's like you yeah. guys are mad when I'm crying, then you're mad when I'm like defending myself. You're when I'm happy, it's fake. It was. It's just yeah. so strange. I don't know. I think the moral of the story when you're on TV, a TV show or like have social media, no matter what you do, you're never going to make everybody happy. No matter what. Like you, it's just Im- literally impossible. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you see what I'm seeing too because like you – like I don't – I, I literally have it in my notes later because there's a, <laughs> there's a time where like you start kind of getting emotional. I wouldn't even say emotional but your voice is like cracking a little bit and I'm still – I literally put on my notes like 
she's still not crying all the time. You guys like, this is like a very normal reaction. Like it's literally just your voice cracking a little bit. Like I don't get the whole, like she's crying all the time. It's annoying. Like that's not reality. So I don't know where it came from, where the narrative came from, but no, it's, I noticed it today. I'm like, okay, episode five, we're almost halfway through. And like the soccer Mm -hmm. conversation has died down. (laughs) The the soccer conversation that we did have was like the same 30 second clip used over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And there's like really been no tears. There's been a little bit of a voice crack here and there at like warranted. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like trying to defend myself when it first aired, like saying that it's like they're reusing the same clip. Like, what are you guys not understanding? And it just like, it came to a point where I was like, I, I can't even, I'm like literally. You're talking to people that don't want their opinion changed. You know what I mean? It's like people are going to believe what they want to believe, you know, fuck it. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I am, again, I'm glad that you saw it too, because. Oh, a hundred percent girl. (laughs) Like I hate being that person that's like, that's not really how it was, but like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. Ugh. Okay. You guys, I'm going to be honest. We let's just keep it real. Normally we've been dropping two a plus hour episodes. I have to catch a flight. So we're going to try to get through this episode as quick as yes. possible without leaving anything out. Yeah. Still giving all the dirt, still giving on all the tea going in when we need to go in. Oh yeah. And I'm going to make this flight. It's raining in LA too. <laughs> I'm make this flight. No, it's been oh. raining so much in LA. No, it's absurd. I'm Weird. like, I've lived here all of my days. It's it, never in my life. Like every year we normally have like three or four days like scattered throughout winter where it's like good rain. Like a day here, a day here, a day here, a day here. And that's it. This has been like a month and a half of like straight rain. Like it's like I had to buy an umbrella. I've never owned an umbrella in my life. (laughs) I had to buy a fucking umbrella, okay? That's the state LA is in, okay? It's it's unbelievable. That's so so I'm excited to be in a bikini by the beach in the sun. I'm so jealous. (laughs) For the love of God. God. uh, Me in a bikini right now would be... No, pregnant. You pregnant in a bikini. That's a cute vibe. When you're like a hot chick pregnant in a bikini, I think that's a moment. This is the thing, though, is that I'm so pale and like fake tanner. Like, is bad for you. Yeah. It's not, it's just like there's not enough science behind it. Yeah. Like, it's like you can get your hair done now being pregnant because that's been a thing. Like, getting your hair done has been a thing for like, years and years so they same thing with drinking coffee like that was like a no no and then it was like no wait you can actually drink coffee yeah um but with like self-tanner that's still so like fresh and new new. so they don't and it's too cold in jersey to like lay out in your backyard right yes i will say though the weather and you and i talked about this but like it sucks that it's raining in la because it's actually been a lot nicer in jersey yeah what the fuck is happening yeah we were supposed to have a really bad march and then the like last two weeks of march have been super nice so i don't know but it's still too cold to like lay out lay out Yeah. yeah okay you guys let's dive into this episode so it starts off the guys they're driving into the bonfire Kendall is talking about how he has no rules and can pretty much do whatever he wants. He really wants to see what's going on in the girl's villa. And I quoted him. If she's sitting in the house and men are just pouring things into her, that's not going to be conducive to her growth. That would really upset me. I just. He's disgusting. I'm sorry. He's the worst. Honestly, I have not one good thing to say about this man. And I almost feel bad about it. 
because like I'm going in on him all the time, but he's the fucking worst. No, because it's also like, what are you doing to better grow yourself, yourself as a person? Yeah. You're li- like, all you are doing is yeah. having sex and hooking up with other people. Like there's no yeah. like intimate conversations. There's nope. no like, you know, you learning something from someone else. We don't like, unless we're just not shown that and I'm not like, I'm not playing devil's advocate here. He's disgusting regardless, but we don't, they're not showing us any conversations. It's just the physical stuff or the like stupid conversations. Like who says you're going to LA, like back to LA, like stuff like that. Conversation (laughs) written down too. It's like nothing. I can't even try to like find something to defend him. Yeah. Even if I wanted to, even if like for the benefit of the podcast, I I literally can't. There's nothing. We're like looking for a redeeming factor and there just like isn't one. Just one sentence. Even when they're eliminating people, even at the bonfires, it's like, why can't something just nice come out of your mouth? Yeah. Like, yeah. Gosh. He actually, I, th- I think I told you this. You don't have Twitter, but I told you this the other day. Someone, he like tweeted, I don't follow him and he doesn't follow me on Twitter, obviously, but he had tweeted something like that he wants like some girls to go on his podcast. And someone, re- like one of my fans, retweeted his tweet and put like, you should go on their podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was just, I saw it and I was like, okay, I'm just going to pretend I didn't see this because I'm currently going in on this man Whoa. on our podcast. I also feel like he gives me like I I don't know like Andrew Tate vibes like maybe not as extreme but I would not want to go on a podcast with him and I'll be like straight up honest like I would like the things that he would say like about or to us it's like even though there's no truth behind it I don't want to hear that about myself I don't want to like go and have you humiliate me even though there's no substance behind what you're saying I just can't see I'm not worried about that I'm worried about I would eat him for breakfast (laughs) okay oh I I, yeah no he would have me seeing red like I would lose my shit on that dude like there's no fucking way I could sit down in front of him Mm -hmm. and not lose my fucking mind yeah no no, way people would see another see and hear another side of me real quick (laughs) like ain't no fucking way (laughs) <laughs> never gonna happen i ain't gonna subject myself to that okay i yeah, need to keep yeah, my yeah. psycho under wraps not in front of the fucking world on a podcast with kendall yeah who, no. who does he do it with i don't know I, I didn't even know he had a podcast but he like said like i want three girls to like come on a podcast and he's like you should ask casey and i'm like and oh, someone retweeted, like you should ask casey i was like uh ignore i'm gonna <laughs> pretend i never fucking saw this <laughs> i would do the same okay Back on track. Corey is up first. Mm-hmm. He seems, by the way, you guys, sorry, Nova is a little bit on one right now. Um, Corey is up first. He seems nervous. Mm-hmm. And the clip is you telling Shaq that you're always laughing together and he's in tune to when you are upset. And Shaq is explaining that what he has over Corey is the ability to be open and vulnerable with you. Mm-hmm. Nova, watch out. Um, okay. Corey agrees. So the clip ends. Corey agrees that he does need to work on opening up and that's why he is here. Mark wants to know why opening up is difficult for him. And Corey says opening up and showing emotions is a weakness. Mm-hmm. It And then he continues, but it sounds like he has a lot of pressure from his family mm-hmm. and he's behind in success and he feels like a failure. 
Mm-hmm. I loved when Mark said there was no I should be by now. It just doesn't exist. Like everybody's on a different timeline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no time where you have to have things done or finished. And I love that Mark said that mm-hmm. in that moment because that's like so relatable. That's something I struggle with. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. Same. I totally agree with that. And like I feel like this was a good segue if you if you will into seeing more of like Corey and some of his insecurities because I feel like throughout the show and after the show and while it was airing and people on Twitter every like it was always my fault it was how I made him feel and people forget I forgot he directly quoted how it's actually sometimes his family or how he doesn't feel good about himself and I break it down a little more Um, I forget what scene it is, but like later on in the episode and I like compare and contrast like some things I've kind of pushed him to do, but how it's more internally, like he knew there were things he needed to work on. And during the season, I was fine with like falling on the sword. I was fine with like taking the blame because at the, in the moment I thought it really was my fault, but this is a great example of, you know, it wasn't just me pushing you to your fullest potential. You saw you weren't reaching it yourself. And the difference is, you know, saying you want to work on things and actually working on things. And I think that's where the disconnect was. And that's why I could not do it anymore. I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Actions and words, man. Actions and words. But I also did like, sorry, real quick, how he agreed with what Shaq said. Because, again – it's like that was something we struggled with. Like the the just like letting me know what you're feeling. Like I, I don't want to have to tell you like how you should feel or how you should act. Like I want to hear it from you. And I do yeah, feel like communication. Shaq, yeah. Oh my God. Huge. Communication is everything in relationships. It will it's it will make it or break it. Yeah. You have to be able to talk to each other. Yep. Kendall's churn. It's a bunch of his clip is a bunch of the single guys talking about how Kendall told Erica, I feel like you put out a hundred percent and I'm giving you back 60. Jesse said he isn't talking down on anybody, but that sounded crazy to him. Mm-hmm. After Kendall sees the clip, Kendall says he feels like he's not getting what he needs, and Erica's not getting what she needs in terms of gratitude and affection. And I will say that it's like the most self-aware moment we've had of Kendall this entire time. I agree, but it's like, what could you possibly not be getting from Erica? I feel like she's giving you everything. Well, no, I don't agree. I don't agree with the first statement. Right. I agree with that. He, that Erica is not getting what she needs in terms mm-hmm. of gratitude and affection. I, yeah, no, Erica's giving all of herself and more to this man. That's what bothers me about Kendall too. It's yeah. like, it can never just be like, your, I don't want to say your fault, but like your fault. Like, why is it always like, yeah. well, I could do this, but like she could do this too. Or like, yeah. she's doing this. That's why I'm doing this. Like, it's like, just yeah. say you're not giving just, your hundred percent and you don't know why. And that's why you're here. You're trying to figure it out. Don't you're still indirectly trying to blame her. Like blame her. Yeah. Ah. Fact. <laughs> he says that he knows Erica is giving him her best and he's not reciprocating that Julian's face. The entire time Kendall's talking, they keep panning to Julian's face in the back is great. <laughs> you can tell he's just like, what the fuck, bro? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Mark said, yeah, Mark says, could it be that she's trying to be something that she isn't in order to keep you? And I put in my notes like, yes, Mark. Yeah. Yep. Hit the nail on the head. 
Kendall says that's why they came here and Kendall wants true love and he's not opposed to being with someone else. And I can just tell by Mark's face and body language and the way he like quickly goes to Julian's turn. Like Mark is fed up with this oh, man. Oh yeah. I think Mark is like so over it. I think and I don't want to like speak on things that aren't true, but I do feel like there was a moment I don't know if it was this bonfire or like, you know, later on in different bonfires that like the two of them kind of like I think they do get into it in later bonfires because the first time I watched this season, I remember that what you're talking about. I think they do go back and forth for a little bit in the future. Yeah. Well, because Mark sees Erica struggling and it's probably like, dude, like what? And plus anyone with half a brain can look at Kendall and know that he's full of shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Okay, so now it's Julian's turn, and it's this poor man, man. They're just doing him dirty. It's the clip where it's Kristen telling Griffin that what she saw at the bonfire, they may not be able to come back from it. And she brings up how her dad won't be happy with the clip that she saw. And as he should be, Julian is rightfully confused as fuck. Mm -hmm. He says he's been able to have a good time in this experience and I have not disrespected my girl at all. And he's kind of like grinning. Mm -hmm. He's like, we've been through so much worse. We've lost family together. You know, our relationship coming here, it was just at a stagnant place and I don't want to be steady. I know what I want. Mark asks what he wants and he immediately says, I want her. Mark wants to know what that looks like. And Julian says, taking that next step in our lives, starting a family, which I know is what she, what she wants, being the best husband and father that I can be to our family. That's what I want, you know? Woo! Yes, Julian. No. I've been a diehard fan. I'm more of a diehard fan. This is this is a real man, everyone. Yeah. This is a real man. And him, Take notes. Him getting teary-eyed. I was like honestly. I love up. it. I love the tears. I love later when he's crying. Yes. He is like he's an alpha male who's not afraid to cry, and I'm freaking here Seriously, for it. This was an emotional episode. I was like tearing yeah. up a lot of times rewatching this. Yeah. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mark tells him to keep fighting for what he wants and oh and I was gonna say just like production wise I think they need to keep putting Julian's bonfires immediately after Kendall's just because the the difference between a boy and a man is like astronomical it's like yo we went from like the most ridiculous bullshit I've ever seen in my life to just like a stand-up gentleman getting Mm -hmm. vulnerable when you fight for the woman he wants it's like whoa yeah. <laughs> Two different types of men. Well, it's here. like just when you think Kendall can't look any worse, you put Julian. You put Julian <laughs> right after him. Like, oh, <laughs> he so good. Yeah. He can literally look so much worse. Um, anything else on that before we go to Tom? Okie doke. It is Tom's turn. He's nervous. It's very obvious. Yeah, yeah you could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, the clip is Chelsea and Jersey Tom drunk and being flirty in the confessional. He's like grabbing her face and her neck, kissing her cheek. And Tom kind of seems genuinely puzzled. Like once the clip. Ends. Oh yeah. He does not look happy at all. No, like he was definitely taken aback and he thinks the single guys are putting down the couple guys. He says it's called dirty macking. And then Julian laughs. Have you ever heard that term in your life before? I've heard of it, but I never knew exactly what it meant. Like, I, I've heard yeah, someone I've, say, like, dirty macking before. I've never heard of I that. I don't, like, I didn't know that's exactly what it meant. But, like, admit. to be fair, Tom, our single guys were constantly putting us down as well. So it's okay. 
I think it was just a them issue. I'm so done. He he says that he wants to be accepted for who he is and how flirty he is. Dot, 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 dot. That's weird. And at the end of the day, if she just wants a guy that isn't flirtatious, I mean, I think we all want to have a man that we're with who's not flirtatious with random chicks, but okay. And isn't how I am, then we may not be compatible. Mark's face this whole time. Mark acknowledges that Tom shouldn't have to change for anyone, but he wants a deeper level of love for someone for all of these guys. I feel like you changing and you just like maturing are very different things. And I also feel like why is it such a bad thing to want to change for someone else? Like, I don't know, you and I talk about this all the time and you, you constantly say that like you're a very flirty person. In my mind, I need you to correct me if I'm wrong here. But like I I can't understand. I I genuinely can't understand why it's so hard for Tom to just not be flirty. I don't get why that's something he can't give up. Okay, so this is what I was I was just gonna say this. So, yes, I am a naturally flirty person, and it has kind of gotten me in trouble in the past. But I will say since TI, there hasn't really been any guy that I'm like crazy about. And if there was a guy that like was in my life that I was like really excited and serious about and like wanted a future with, and he was like, Case, like you get a little too like bubbly, social, flirty with guys, I would nip that shit in the butt so fucking fast. Like I would really go above and beyond to make sure when I'm like out and about and being social and being bubbly that I'm like, keeping it in check because I don't want to upset the person that I'm like really I really care about and like want to be with that's what I thought I figured you you know what I mean yeah well that's how it should be I mean it's a natural thing for me and I'm just being friendly and I'm going to be honest there's times where I don't even notice that I'm doing it but if someone that I really wanted to be with sat me down and was like hey this is kind of a deal breaker for me like can you fix it I would like really make sure to be yeah. very careful to not do that shit. Well, that's what I figured. And that's what I <laughs> wanted to ask because I'm like, I just like, yeah, I don't hundred percent. It would be a no brainer for me. I'd be like, I have to fix. I this. just don't understand why it's something he can't give up. Like yeah, why do you need to, to do it? Like just, and also I think about it too. Like stop putting yourself in situations. And that's what I was just going to say. Like, I was like, not only like, not only would I actively, think about it and really go above and beyond to not let it happen I would stop putting myself in situations where it could happen exactly it's so weird like it would just no brainer no brainer for me okay so Tom says that they came here to have fun and whatnot but he would never allow one of the single girls to talk to the camera to Chelsea he finds it concerning that she let that happen when wow can't talk he finds it concerning that she let that happen with Tom in the confessional did you have any thoughts about that I didn't think it was a big yeah. deal. Um, okay, so Kendall, they're on the Escalade. They're driving back afterwards. Kendall is looking at Tom, kind of calling Chelsea out for being flirty in the confessional. And I'm not going to like Kendall saying something about her being flirty in the confessional is actually kind of insane to me. It's like, bro, stay in your own lane. Yeah. You're doing the same shit. Okay, you can't say shit about right. it. How- however... And you're friends with Chelsea. You live this experience with her. So I want to know your honest opinion. Okay. But Julian, he's just in his seat. And you can tell he's like so over the whole conversation. He's like kind of annoyed. And he looks back and he tells Tom, he's like, I'm going to tell you what, bro. From everything that she's talked about you, she's a hypocrite. 
She's a hypocrite, bro. So if there's something that you want, go get it. And Kendall agrees with the statements. What are your thoughts about Julian calling her a hypocrite? See, I feel like I understand how viewers could think that. Because I remember that was like a huge thing when it aired. People, I'm going to be honest. When I watched it, I agree. Yeah. I thought she came off like a hypocrite. I thought both of them were doing the exact same thing to each other. Yeah. But for me, it was more like I was hearing what Chelsea was telling me about him. I was yeah. watching her get upset. She would cry to me. Like, again, there were things that weren't aired. And then I would see the bonfire clips of her being – or not her, him being super flirty. Mind you, keep it – like, I never saw Tom and Chelsea in confessional together. I never saw Chelsea and Blake, you know, having these f- flirty, if you will, conversations. So it's like, yes, now watching it back, I'm like, okay, like, I could see where Tom's coming from. But in the moment, I didn't get it at all because I wasn't seeing what she was doing. Like, I didn't see, again, her and Tom in confessional doing all that. And obviously, they're yeah. drunk. It's totally fine. Like, whatever. But I will say, like, I was very much like Team Chelsea. Like, no, Tom is super wrong. Like, she's not a Yeah, because you were, you, were living, you were living it out with Chelsea. Yeah. So that 100% makes sense. Yeah, it's hard for me because I remember, like, I think I saw this episode around the same time when I was, like, going to viewing parties with you guys and meeting you guys. And I love Chelsea in person, but when I, it was hard for me because, yeah, as a viewer, and I was, like, having the live tweet and stuff, I thought that, yeah, like, they were both doing the same thing. And I was just like, girl, I hear you, but, like, you're doing the same thing, you know? Like, it's, it was just hard as a viewer. But, yeah, when you're living it out with someone and you see a different side, it's a different story yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Okie dokie. So you girls get back from the bonfire. Mm-hmm. And Erica seems like she's in very good spirits. And I'm glad that later she breaks down a little bit because I'm going to be honest. It's a little weird how okay she is. Like it's kind of giving me the creeps how okay she well, is. Yeah. And I think it's a trauma response because I, I relate to that. Like when I'm not okay, like I'll act like I'll try to act like I'm fine too. But yeah, I didn't, I don't like this. It's giving me weird vibes. And then she says that she'll meet you guys all in the kitchen. What, what were your thoughts like living that out with I'm her? Not- because because right here, really quick, because right after she has that moment, you're in the confessional and you're like upset and emotional for her. And you're saying the clip of Kendall broke your heart because you've been cheated on and it shook you up and you don't know how she's as strong as yeah. she is because you would not be okay for a while if you saw Corey do that. And you, your voice is cracking and stuff. So I want to know like how you felt living this. You know what? If I'm just keeping it like 100% real, there were times where I was really frustrated with yeah and there there was actually a point where um you know the four of us were sitting down and I even said like am I crazy I feel like I'm the only one here who is like emotional and mind you we were all under a lot of stress like I was dealing with things like that I didn't think I was going to deal with and stuff and I obviously didn't know that Erica was crying to Kristen or I didn't know what Kristen was going through. So it's yeah. like looking back, like I, I get it now, but there was a moment where I think I gave them attitude because I was like, I don't understand how like none of you care. How yeah. are none of you crying? Yeah. How are none of you like, this is really hard. Like 
even take yeah. like our boyfriends out of this, like what we're living is hard. We're not sleeping. Yeah. We're not eating. We're not drinking. We're up at the ass crack of dawn. We're being forced to talk to guys that we are not interested. Like people are mistreating yeah. us. Like what, how, like you guys are just, like, I was getting mad. I was getting really annoyed with them. You're like, how are you so okay yes. right now? And then yeah, I started this- feeling silly. I was feeling embarrassed. I was like, how am I the only one crying? Like, and then I was kind of, I was scared to cry in front of them because I felt like maybe I was being judged and it wasn't, it wasn't anything they were doing. Like that was like an internalized yeah. me being like, you know, felt bad crying. And then I was getting, I was internally getting mad at them. Like again, nothing they were yeah. doing, but I was getting mad at them for not being upset over things that you really should be upset about. So it just started yeah. to like, my mind was playing tricks on me. Um, but then obviously like we all ended up getting super close and it was just one of those moments of like, I don't know, but it, it was, it was weird, but everyone was handles gonna, uh, things yeah. differently. That's what I was just going to say. Everyone handles stress and trauma differently. So, and kind of like how in my final bonfire, when I was like kind of fake crying and couldn't show like real tears until it was like over. I think maybe Erica's in the same way. I think maybe she's just like shocked and she doesn't know how to act Yeah. because later she does break down and finally gets real with us. But yeah, it was like, it was weird how okay she was after that bonfire because even me, like I would come back from bonfires and like the guys all knew I wasn't okay. Even though I wasn't crying, they all knew like I wasn't fine. So then they would like take me over and like we would play poker for like an hour just to like get my mind off things. So, you know, they would do things to distract me. So like, I don't know, just the fact that she's just acting so chipper, just like really like Mm -hmm. surprised me, honestly. And there were moments like later on, like I know when we like filmed the reunion and stuff, Erica actually like cried to us and it was, yeah, I don't want to say refreshing because I hate, seeing anyone cry but it was refreshing to see that side of her like Kristen yeah she needs to get that emotion out like Kristen wasn't able to go to the reunion but me Chelsea and Erica would like sneak to Chelsea's room and like the three of us would talk and like we would all be venting and all be crying and I'm like I wish that we got to do that together on the show when we really needed to do it but instead sometimes it just felt like we were all trying to be people we weren't like that's how I'm gonna yeah like I'm not even saying one singular person I'm saying I feel like at times you're just subconsciously you know you're on television you know you could look a certain yeah. way and it was like I don't know I was getting frustrated because I was like how am I the only one making an ass of myself like come on oh <laughs> yeah no I get it everybody handles high stress situations differently yeah so So Erica, she says that she's not sobbing because it's not conducive to her growth. Kristen says she's a strong woman and you guys cheers to her. And Erica explains that he was trying to make her feel really small so that he could make a really big mistake. No problem. And she's supposed to just be okay with that. She doesn't want to go through the pain and confusion anymore. She wants to nip it in the butt now, which honestly go off girl. You ask the boys if they are ready to party and you guys are playing beer pong, good vibes, yeah. everyone's stoked. Erica is telling Griffin about what went down at the bonfire and what she's feeling at the moment about it all. And then you and <laughs> Chelsea go to chat. This is what yeah. you texted me about. You and Chelsea go to chat and Chelsea is venting about how she was the most 
that was the most flirtatious she's ever seen Tom, like in the bonfire clip. And then she is going to live in the moment and see what happens. And then you tell her to just go with it. And you, is this when you said that you, you're not with one person yeah, forever? I say, I literally say, listen, <laughs> you're not with, wait, wait, I word for word say, listen, so you're dead. not with one person your whole life. What? <laughs> That literally, first of all, it's so funny because neither of us believe that. Both of us believe in the happily ever after. So why the hell did you say that in the moment? No, I literally don't know why I said it. And I'm like hoping and praying. Like I don't. I like obviously remember like us going off and having the conversation, but I can't remember exactly what was said. So I'm over here like trying to like. Trying to convince myself, like, oh, maybe they cropped it and made it look bad. Like, no, those words came out of my mouth. I can't even try to make myself look good. It just does not make sense. Listen, you're not with one person your whole life. Yes, you literally Uh, are. That's the goal. It's literally the goal. I'm so dead. Plus, knowing you and knowing what you believe in, I, I when I heard you say that, I like rewound it, and then you texted me about it. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that's oh like, what God. the hell did Aaron just nothing, say? Nothing like in this conversation that I said, I feel like made sense. Like I'm like encouraging her. I'm like, you need to just go for it. If you're feeling it, go for it. Like I know the conversation was longer, but like even the fact that I said those things, like, ugh, so funny. So yeah, you just said it. You tell her to just go with it. Chelsea is worried she will do something and then her and Tom will still want to be together. She admits that she has a crush on someone and it feels so meant to be, but she's kind of avoiding it and pushing it away. And you, again, you tell her that if she's feeling this way, that she should go <laughs> for so it. Stupid. Aaron, I fucking love you. So oh, trash. <laughs> good times. That was like some 3 a.m. drunken yes. advice. Yep. Except you didn't seem drunk. Actually, you know what whatever. I will say? I have been told, like, out even outside of Temptation Island, people can never tell when I'm drunk. And I'll and I'll be like hammered. I almost get Dang, more impressive. I almost get like more mature and more like philosophical when I drink. I swear to God, it's the weirdest thing. Like people can never I wish I became philosophical because I turned into like a giggly porn star, man. Well, I'm like, no, I either like, walk me up somewhere, please. <laughs> either... Don't let me on the loose. I either like literally get like in fighting mode and like crazy, like a crazy ass. I'm so or I'm like the mom, which is like new, which well I guess it, you know. I will say I I am definitely the one that takes care of my drunk friends when I'm drunk. I'm I'm very very giggly. I'm very sexual, and then I'm like yeah. the mom. I'm like taking care of everybody. I feel like that's like a new role that I've picked up probably since like <laughs> twenty. I want to say like twenty four twenty five. I kind of like picked up that role of like kind of just like being. That's like the. That's an elite chick right the there. The, the chicks that can be drunk and take care of other drunk yeah. chicks. We're winning in life. I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay, so Kristen, she's sitting down with Griffin, and she opens up that her fear is he's going to pass this test, and she's still going to be in the same exact spot that she was in before, and that she doesn't know how to get beyond that. Griffin asks if she trusts him, and she says no pretty freaking Mm -hmm. quick. He seems shook and asks what makes her still hang around, and she says that she has no idea. I feel like that was just a drunk conversation, because... 
Yeah, because that was those were big statements. Yeah. I was like, yo, this man loves you so much. Like he's such a good guy. Like, girl, don't lose this guy. <laughs> like you're making a mistake. And I just this is yeah. a mistake. Well, I feel like knowing them now, it's like I feel like she was just really drunk and also like Yeah. Like, I don't know, entertaining the conversation because they're so in love and yeah. they've been and it's like crazy to even think they wouldn't be together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woo. Um, okay. Where are we at? I think it flashes oh, to Aaron. me eating. <laughs> yep. It flashes to you and you're like, I can live off of pickles and cheese sticks, y'all. <laughs> That's all we had. So <laughs> you got to <laughs> You got to so too. Chelsea and someone, I'm not sure who it is, they're doing the dirty dancing. Oh, lift. that's Trent. That's was Trent. That, that was cute. Me and um Luna from my season did the dirty dancing lift, but Aww. it didn't make it in, in my season. Ugh. Yeah. Jersey Tom is telling Erica that she's still number one no matter who he is vibing he's, with. He's Yikes. such a skis ball. He skis ball, man. And like Chelsea's sitting like 10 feet away, like in hearing no. distance. It's like, dude, like at least like do it in another room. <laughs> her Shit. being in the hammock, just drinking her drink, had literally rolling. Like, yo. Not oh good. God. Not good. And then she goes in confessional. She's like, Tommy, two hands. I see yeah. you. I'm getting myself into trouble with that one. <laughs> her accent. Yeah. But before that part, though, I put that. Erica says she's still trying to figure out how she's feeling about him. And she says his confidence is great, but he doesn't seem genuine whatsoever. And I don't think he's here to make a real connection. He's just here to make a physical connection. Facts. I'm glad like that you guys figure this out real yeah. quick. She tells him she doesn't have a man anymore and doesn't want to talk about it. And then this part you just said, Chelsea says she sees Tommy two hands, which by the way, this man, he's 10 toes Tommy. He's Tommy two hands. This man is everything but just Tom. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and like, she knows he's not there to find love. And then it finishes up with him again, just being a weirdo. He tells Erica that if he had her, he would not be bringing her here. And again, Chelsea's five feet away in the hammock. I know. And like something that bothered me too is that like I freaking love Chelsea, but like her saying he's sweet and charming, I'm like, I literally no, never got that vibe. I'm not even kidding. I would never use those words to sweet describe Sweet and charming. Him. I always from the jump was like, this is a huge douche. Like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> a huge <laughs> douche. Oh, good Lord. Okay, Alexis and Kendall, they wake up together the next morning. Tom is by the pool with Sophia, and then it goes and pans to our favorite oh, man, Julian. No, I, I wanted he's upset in his room. I wanted to cry. Head in his hands, crying. He's full blown crying. I just love but, him. I freaking love him. You know this what's man. funny is that I remember when they were first airing the previews, they used this clip to make it seem like he did something. You know what I mean? That's okay. But this is what I was saying last episode, how I feel like production is kind of doing him dirty. And you were like, no, like they got cast from the get go to get engaged. Mm -hmm. Production always knew they were going to be the happily ever after. But I don't think so, man, because they are really fucking with his world right now. See? The first clip, they made it look like he was going to cheat and made it look like he was. Then this next clip freaking, um, it has Kristen, talking about like 
how her family is going to be upset and it's a deal breaker with what she saw and now they use this clip of him crying to make it look like he fucked up well it's just like one thing after another for this dude that production is making him look like an asshole i interpret it as like i thought that in the big picture for the show they shared this clip for us to like empathize for him and then i think they after like for the previews they do before the show even first airs they like cut it in a clip after like me being like how like why I did this is different than what I wanted to and then they cut like him crying and that's why people in the very beginning before the show even aired were like the big guy's gonna cheat but then I think like as far as like the actual show goes I feel like they are editing it to make him look like a sweet guy like he's crying over her i don't know well yeah this this moment yes this moment but i mean when they put it in the trailer like you just said making it look like he cheated that's fucked up Mm -hmm. and his bonfire clip where it's like he has not disrespected his grill at all and then they show Kristen talking to the single guys saying that he crossed a line and her dad's gonna be (laughs) pissed it's like they're fucking with this dude it's like so not chill man this poor guy so anyways, he's crying. He's very upset. And then he's in the confessional. He's saying, I'm not going to lie. Watching the bonfire clips hurt me a little bit to see Kristen still having doubt. I still had that mindset that no matter what was going to happen, I was going to leave here with Kristen. But it feels like she could have outgrown me or outgrown our relationships. Oh. And it, he admits this is all a fear yeah, of his. He just so, misses, yeah, he's he misses her so much. It's so cute. I know. He loves mm-hmm. the shit out of that girl. The boys all sit down for a chat because he's not really doing too hot. And Julian opens up how people always ask why they aren't married after 11 years. And that Kristen has literally told Julian, if you were to get down on one knee and propose to me right now, I would probably say no. Mm -hmm. He admits that he's trying to change himself to make her happy, but he doesn't think it's making him happy by trying to change himself. He doesn't want to take himself out of character on this journey just to please someone else. Nothing is going to grow like that, and that's not the mindset he wants to have moving yeah. forward. So I had a couple thoughts with this. I'll try to keep it quick because I know you have that flight you need to catch. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, but when I was watching this, and again, I want everyone – I want to remind everyone that I'm – and Casey knows this, so she can back me up. I really am going about this, like, totally not biased. Like, how many times yeah. do I text you are. and I'm like – oh my gosh, like I feel like bad for Corey or whatever. Like I really am being genuine when it comes down to my take on this season. Yeah. When you see Julian talking about this and you just see Corey staring at him, he's super engaged in the conversation and you can tell that the light bulbs are almost going off in Corey's mind. Like, holy shit, I can relate to this because Julian is talking about how much Kristen constantly wants him to change and he doesn't know if he can change or if he'll ever be good enough. What I wanted to point out is that I feel like Kristen and I are very similar in that sense where we expect Mm -hmm. the best from the person we're dating. We have standards and expectations for the person that we're dating, but it's sometimes it's the person receiving those critiques if you will, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. isn't willing to like put in the effort to actually make the changes. Does that make sense? And I think yeah. that's the difference yeah. between Julian and Corey. 
You know what I mean? Like it was. Yes, because Julian and Kristen are meant to be. He knows she's the one and he's going to do what he needs to do to make that happen. And I think she realizes that throughout the show as well. She hasn't yet, but she will. They're meant to be. You and Corey, it wasn't meant to be. So he doesn't feel the same like urgency, the same fight to like fix things for you. Like Julian is like, I cannot lose this. Yeah. He's like, I cannot leave this island without this woman right and I feel like that's why for me it always came off like I was like nagging him or too hard on him or whatever and it was like you know what you're probably right I was because you just weren't the person I was supposed to be with and you also weren't I wasn't the person you were supposed to be with because you weren't willing to like make the changes necessary so it's like Chris and I were similar in a sense where yeah we like have expectations for the the person we're dating but it's yeah the people we're dating. It's now their choice. It's in their it's, hands. Yeah. To- it's the difference between what's meant to be mm-hmm. and what's not meant to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's crazy. It's very interesting. This show is really fascinating <laughs> yeah. as like a bystander, I yeah. will say. It really is. Okay. So now it pans over to Alexis and Kendall. They're like looking at the view on a balcony. I think, um, Alexis tells Kendall, it's going to be weird going back to LA. And Kendall says, who says you're going back to LA? (laughs) They both giggle. He tells her he knows she's feeling something and she admits she's never opened up this early or has had feelings for someone this fast. And he says that he feels the same. I mean, I, I don't, I feel like everything when it comes to him is just bullshit. I can't get a read yeah. on her. Do you think she's do you think she genuinely feels that way? I'm gonna be honest. I'm I kind of feel bad for her. I think that she is some she got wrapped into some shit and I don't even think she realizes. I do it too. Yet. I was gonna say I, I actually right? feel I feel bad for I her. I feel like she was I, I'm not something. I she don't got played. How Kendall just keeps getting all these girls that are like balls to the wall for him, like literally, yeah. like no, I, ride I, or I, die, and then he's just like throwing them away. Yeah. I'm like, you. It's because girls with the biggest hearts want to like help the man that they're with. So it's like you have to, because like I've dealt with that. You've dealt mm-hmm. with that. You have to like grow up and realize like you can't save them. They have to save themselves and then you don't go for toxic yeah. people anymore. Big heart pe- girls with big hearts always fall for bad boys with Yeah, issues. and they just want to please you them know? constantly. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's what Alexis was doing is that she really just was trying to do what she felt like would make him happy or what he would, he would and want. And I think and I think she genuinely wanted yeah. to fall in love and like have a happily ever after on the show. Like I feel bad for her. I don't agree with some of the things that she says and I don't agree with some of her actions, but I think she's a good person and I think she got played and yeah. I feel bad for her. So Chelsea, she's telling Blake about her cats <laughs> and then <laughs> you tell Shaq he seems upset and you joke about not avoiding him anymore. And then you're like, gotta go after he jokes about not being able to complain with you walking out in a big I know we really did have such a cute relationship like he was fun you did you, you guys were, were cute little but it's such friend zone vibes that I don't understand how the hell he is getting anything other than that which we'll get into but again in it was just like there were little things like sprinkled throughout like the days or like every other day it was like something new and like there was 
one time he said a comment, and I want to say it was maybe like the day before he gets eliminated, so I won't say it, but I'm telling you that like really solidified like everything I was feeling to to be true. Yeah, like it just – thank God I didn't feed into it because – it was like really like I don't know what I, I I'm not gonna say it I'm gonna save okay. it. Yeah, I was gonna say mm-hmm. I can't wait now I'm ready. Okay, so Kristen and Erica. So now we're at the part where I'm like, thank God er- Erica's showing that she's a human yeah. being with feelings because before it was a little weird. So thank God she had this moment. Kristen and Erica they're laying down in the bed and Erica is finally real with us and she breaks down a little bit, admits that she's humiliated. She says, when you spend so much time at making someone look so good, that's why I feel humiliated. And that is literally what happened to me because I was protecting he who must not be named so fucking Mm -hmm. much that when he started acting up, I was so fucking humiliated because it's like, dude, I could have thrown you under the bus like day fucking one. Like I made you look like incredible and got you on this show. And now you're humiliating me in front of the fucking world. Like, are you shitting me? I related to that on like a spiritual level when she said yeah, that. Side note. Side then, note. I just want to say what? that Kristen gives the best advice though. I wanted to throw that in there. Well, Which just, part? No, like in general. In general? Like, oh, yeah. No, Kristen is a boss. The way that she handled this whole moment, I was like, wow. Like she's yeah. a good friend. Like she's a good person. She's a good friend. She's got a good head on her shoulders. She handled this so like well. just like now, like off the island and stuff, like she's someone that really like she's got good advice. Yeah. She's a real one. Kristen tells her absolutely not after Erica says that she's humiliated. Erica says when she first got with Kendall, it was the best relationship she's ever experienced, which makes me think like, holy shit, what were her relationships no, like before that? It, it always starts that way. When you That's are true. With, it does. The, the, most, the most toxic relationships no, always start like fairy tale. Because that's how they manipulate you. Yep. They get you. They're fucking yep. narcissists. They know what they're doing. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. I love bombing, man. It's all about slow and steady, people. Slow and steady. Or side note, or there's that rare occurrence. <laughs> Justin and I. Okay, but you were an anomaly. Okay, but I, yeah, you guys are the exception to the rule, and we've said that a million yeah. times. <laughs> exception. She thought this is what love looks like because they will push you and they want to see you be your absolute best mm-hmm. self, which is true. She's not wrong. The person that you're with, like, you should feel inspired by and you should want to be the best version of yourself. And well, again, side note, this is why people compared me to Kendall because I was pushing Corey and I'm like, this is yeah. so like – You being compared to Kendall's outlandish. I literally was like, come on, dude. Kendall, he's an actual narcissist. Like, I just really wanted what was best for Corey. And I saw so much more in him. And he says it at that bonfire in the beginning of the episode. Like, I'm like, come on. Like, Kendall is selfish and a socio – this is not diagnosed, but I'm just saying, like – Yeah, we're not doctors. We're not diagnosed. Selfish and, like – comes off narcissistic and like obsessed with himself like there's a huge difference people like you know what I mean yeah no there's no comparison 
And then she ends it with, so I really don't know what love looks like. And I was like, whoa, I've felt like that before too, man. Me and her, our journey is very similar. I literally remember I was like, yo, like I literally don't know what being in love is. Yeah. I know. I went through that after my, again, college relationship. You really are just like, whoa, what the fuck? But yeah. Also, Erica – so fucking naturally pretty. Are you kidding me? In that confessional, like, are you oh, yeah, kidding? Stunning. I know she's mm-hmm. beautiful. In the confessional, she says she's still trying to figure out how someone is capable of hurting someone like this. She already knows he's going to try to justify what he did, and it's unjustifiable. And she hopes it was worth yep. it. That is a mind fuck, though. When you're like a person that has like a genuine heart and like really cares about people. It's just you can't even wrap your mind around like that type of betrayal because you're just like it's not even like so much like you not only do you not respect me as like your girlfriend and like your partner, but like you don't even respect me as like a human. Yeah. Like how can you? Yeah. You know, like it's a it's like a real mind fuck when you experience like that level of betrayal. Guys, Villa, they are talking about how Kendall's room is the only one with a hot tub. So, again, remember how I told you I recognize his room for my overnight date? I'm not joking. I think that we have either the same exact room or, like, one exactly the same because my room was the same. I had a hot tub, too. And only his room has the hot tub, so he definitely has the same villa as I had. So, Tula is telling – that's Tula, right? So she's telling Tom she wants the best for Julian and his girlfriend, but if he was single, she would snatch him up real quick. I mean, honestly, girl, no lies detected. He's a good one. You can tell. Mark shows up, and I was like, what? Like, I was so surprised when this happened, when Mark Uh shows up and he tells the girls to leave. I forgot this was a random elimination. And, and I forgot, this is all exciting for me. I totally forgot about all this. Not only is it a random elimination in the middle of the day, but we find out that you guys can choose as many people as you want to send home. We didn't have that option. We had like set numbers we had to send home. Like this elimination, only one, this elimination two. like the fact that you guys could send as many as you want. That was not like at one point they told us like it could only be two. And I remember it was like a tough decision we between like a couple people but you're like we want to eliminate six right now (laughs) I swear to god we literally were like we want to get rid of eight of them (laughs) (laughs) just just find a whole new cast like please oh god oh wow so Corey says they need to eliminate people they have no connection with Julian agrees and then, according to Corey, Amanda needs to be safe. And then Kendall says in his douchebag way, I'm used to this. I fire people in a minute. So this is easy for me. I have no emotion towards it. And honestly, I have thoughts on that because I used to be a general manager and an operations manager for Gap. And I would like hire and fire people. That was one of my jobs. And firing people is one of the hardest, saddest fucking things, dude. Like, it is not easy to fire people. Like, they, sometimes they cry. It, sometimes they start telling you sob stories about, how, like, they can't pay their rent and they're, like, taking care of people. And you're just, like, and you have to just stay strong and, like, literally have to send these people home when you're basically destroying yeah. their life for a little bit. And this dude is saying he, like, literally doesn't give a fuck and has no emotions about it. I was just, like, no, a narcissist. No, shit for that. 
zero really? empathy. Like no, it's just like, unbelievable. Really is a piece of shit. He's really a piece of shit, dude. Like, like I was like, shook. not only are you ruining your now ex girlfriend's life, but you're just okay with ruining like a bunch of people's lives. Like I get rid of people all. Yeah, the time. you just like don't care about. Yeah, like he just. It's almost like he enjoys hurting people. It's yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. Um. So thank God for Tom for calling him out, and he says that it's more personal for him. Like yeah, like way to be a human. Someone like. Way to be a human, like, good Lord. And then it gets even worse. Kendall says there's dead weight in the house. What did these girls do to you? Like, even if you weren't interested in them, even if you didn't have conversations with them, you don't have to go in on them like that, calling them dead weight. Just like. That's wild to me. So rude. So, yeah, the three girls that they pick is Katrina, Isabel, and Lauren. And honestly, thank God they chose Julian to speak because he handled this like with compassion, a gentleman. I was like, thank God. So he handled it really well and they hugged the guys goodbye. Okay. Oh, my favorite part of probably any fucking season. These fucking idiots. Dude, I just, I remember how much this pissed me off the first time when I watched it and it pissed me off again. I. Honestly, the way that you girls handled it, I couldn't yeah. have done it. I well, couldn't have done it. Like, I really would have lost I my will say lines. that I know we joked about it earlier with, like, me and Chelsea's conversation, but this this whole scene was chopped up. Because you can see, it had you can to have been, me, because, you can see me reacting and, like, speaking. Yeah. Like, to, almost like it didn't make sense. And then same thing with Kristen and Erica. Like, they pieced together different yeah. – like phrases from that conversation and made it because I'm telling you, it was like a 40 minute, like we were fighting with them. They couldn't fit all of it in. They were fighting with us, like whatever, but I'm like not even trying to like, again, we joked about it earlier, but they really did use like different, like, yeah. Scenes from that. Yeah, this, this was, Oh God, these fucking idiots. I can't. So we it pans over the girls' villa. All the guys, single guys, they all seem stressed. They know elimination's coming. You guys are very confident about who needs to go. And you say, I know Kristen says, eliminating them is eliminating the drama out mm-hmm. of the house. I'm ready to send mm-hmm. these frat boys home. And yeah. I, I loved when she said that. So up comes, I believe it's Tommy, Trent, Rocky, mm-hmm. and Evan. Okay. And I even put in my notes, my favorite T.I. moment, getting me worked up. <laughs> so Chelsea tells Tom he's not on the same page as them. And he interrupts her and says he had a great time and kept it real the whole time. And if no one was feeling that, that's perfectly fine. And he then says, and this is a direct quote, he's not here to fall in love, was just here to catch a vibe. Yeah, like way to act way too cool, bro. Also, like, I just pick up on little things, especially, like, doing what I do for work. And it's, like, the fact that he, like, cut her off to talk, it's, like, again, just, like, indirectly or, like, subconsciously, like, trying to show your masculinity, like, putting down a woman because you cut her off and you're too good to listen to what she has to say. Like, these are little, like, behavioral things that I, like, pick up on. And I'm, like, thank God no one pursued these guys especially after yeah. and honestly Tommy handled it the best Dude. out of everyone is this me complimenting him I think so 
Like he actually handled yeah. it the best. And and I will say he's not the only one that interrupted. Fucking Evan interrupts Kristen numerous times. Like there, the lack of respect, the mm-hmm. complete lack of respect these men have for you guys was so blatant in the way they would not yeah. let you guys. And they speak. were like laughing at us. Like. And they were laughing, rolling their eyes. And I will say, I said this about Evan a few episodes ago, where I think he purposely fucks up Kristen's name. And I'm just, I'm dying on that hill. This moment, I think he purposely did it again because they all well, laughed this is immediately. The thing is that they made it seem like he was talking to me. That never happened. He was not speaking to me. But they edited it to make it seem yeah. like he was talking because I chimed in and was like, you guys need to understand, like, we made this decision as a unit. Again, I don't even think I was saying that yeah. to Evan when he said, Aaron, you're cool, or whatever the fuck he said. Like, it was all chopped up and, yeah, like, have- kind of pieced together yeah. to make sense. But when he goes, yeah, yeah I know, it's because I called you er-, – like, he was talking to Kristen at that moment, but they made it seem like he was talking to me, and then yeah. Kristen yeah. chimes in. So it was just funny looking back. Not that it matters. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious because – I remember this conversation and it was literally like 40 minutes of all of us just like going back and forth. Well, I think you can kind of tell that it was getting out of hand because when Mark kind of takes over at the end, but okay, these are the notes that I have. So then after Tommy says his piece interrupts Chelsea, then Evan interrupts and says, personally, Aaron, nothing against you. I hope you really reach your potential for you three other girls, Sayonara. And I put in my notes, ew, I would eat these idiots for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate them all. I really do. I hate them yeah. all. Like, they would have me no, see but we did. red. We really went in on that. Couch. And that's why, like, I... I wish they showed that because I was like, this is not the proper response no. when a dude talks to you. It, not even a dude. If anyone spoke to me like that, a girl, anyone, I'd be like, you're, you're I say it all the bitch. time, though. I say it all the time. Not. There was a lot more drama that went down that was not shown. Like, not even in just regards to this, yeah. like, throughout the entire season. And I wish, personally, I wish it was shown because I got in a fight with a lot of those guys and I thought it was hilarious. I wish it was shown. But, like, for this, in this scene, I don't know why they didn't show more because we went in on them. Like, seriously. Especially yeah. Kristen and Erica. It was like, they, they killed it and they they showed a little bit, but not. But also, I will say, like this this already looks really really bad like the way that they're talking to you so i'm sure it got edited down because it it looked too bad to put mm-hmm, on the show mm-hmm. you know what i mean so then kristen she's shook by his response and you tell him that he has to sorry i I'm say like he needs to head. understand that we made this decision together as a unit and he cuts me off yeah and he interrupts again He's like, yeah, it's because I didn't remember your name, Aaron. But I mean, again, Kristen, that was not, sorry. Like, that didn't directly happen. He wasn't talking to me. He was actually talking to Erica, but then was yeah. Kristen. It's weird how it, whatever. Yeah, and then all the guys giggle. Everyone's, like, laughing. Kristen is, like, sarcastically laughing because their behavior is so ridiculous. And then she starts to say it wasn't the name. And then he interrupts her again and says, nah, I don't want to hear it. I'm done. And then she continues her thought, ignoring his rude behavior. And he's just rolling his eyes and laughing. He's a little child. Honestly, I hope his parents were embarrassed when they saw this. And they were like, fuck, we did a bad job at raising our son. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly. 
And then – Well, I was going to say, it's actually really – I remember when this was happening. Like, I was low-key upset because, like, prior to picking Evan, the girls – I want to say, like, Erica and Kristen mostly – kind of warned me about Evan when I picked him for the first date. But yeah, him worst. and I had just had that amazing conversation. He told me about yeah, his stepdad. True. I told him about Katie. And that's why when I saw this reaction from him, I was low-key like a little scared. I was like, not actually, but I'm like. No, but I bet you were really shocked because the the Evan that you experienced in that moment, which I even said when we re- when we recapped it, it was like a beautiful mm-hmm. moment. Like you guys both like bonded really well. Like I really yeah. liked him in that moment, but then for him to go from that to this, like that light switch, well, dude, it's creepy being in a relationship with that. Trying to have, no, that's what I was just going to have say. a serious conversation about concerns with someone like yeah. that. And he just freaks out and then <laughs>, laughs at you. Oh no, yeah. I'd be in jail. Yeah. That's literally what I was going to say is like when you're dating someone at the beginning, it's like that's when they're on their best behavior. So it's like this is just like this is just a little like a little insight into what any sort of fight or argument would be like with any of these guys. And like, nah, you don't want to be with any of these people. Like, absolutely not. And then she says it was odd seeing him open up so quickly, but didn't even know your names. And then he scoffs and says, that's crazy. More, there's more eye rolling than another idiot who I have literally never seen in my life. Trent, and that's that the one name? who, that's okay. the one who was going to like, apparently like confess his love to me and try to get on television. Basically Shaq warned me. Shaq was like, I'm just like literally pulled me aside. This was like going to be a scene. Had I reacted to what Shaq told me, this would have been a, like, plot for T.I., I'm telling you right now. And I just, like, didn't give him any of that Mm. satisfaction. But Shaq pulled me aside, and this was all on video, and he literally was like, I'm just letting you know, like, Trent's going to come over and confess his love to you, and, like, he's been telling all of us that, like, he thinks that you guys are in love, and, like, all this stuff. And he was like, just don't feed into it because he's using, he's going to try to use you to get airtime. And I was like, what? Like, you don't even have to tell me this. He would never like, goodbye. Yeah. Well, Trent says, Chris, this one's for you. So when a guy cheats on you, you don't deserve that. I really hope you find what you're looking for on this island. And all four of you just seem blown away by this entire conversation. Because he's like laughing. He's laughing. Eric is- he's like, Chris, let me yeah. just like, like so immature. Like what? The maturity level. Yeah. It's like, ew. Yeah. yeah, it's bad. Erica says, do yourself a favor and take this time to reflect and keep it at that. And he says, how about you get reflection on your relationship from what I just heard? And then Mark finally jumps in, thank God, because he it's kind of going off the rails, this whole situation. He even admits that. I think he says this is let's keep this from going off the rails. And everyone is pretty shook. No (laughs) hugs. Goodbye. And I will say you guys definitely made the right choice. I'm just saying like this is like. The difference between a boy and a man. A man gets eliminated. It's like he respects it. He wishes you guys the best. He has no hard feelings on his way. A little boy is a little bitch and starts arguing, rolling his eyes, being sarcastic, being a dick. I mean, like, they just show their true yeah, colors. Yeah, they show did that you not guys made handle the right rejection well. And it's, like, embarrassing because no. they seem like the type of guys that would, like, 
you like break up and they're like posting like your nudes and shit all over the internet or like you, screenshots oh, of like your texts. Like, you know what I mean? Dude, that, that happened to me not that long ago. You know that story, right? I think so. Wait, say it. Yeah. The situationship when I ended things and yes. blocked him and he posted my screenshots on his story and then deleted it 10 minutes later because I think everyone told him he yes. looked like a fucking psycho. I actually do remember. Yes. Those yeah. type of guys, man. Like something else. Maturity level. My God. Maturity level. Non-existent. Know. We need to also discuss that after this. There, wait, there's nothing to discuss. I just forgot. Like, is there? It just stopped, right? Blocked on everything. I think I recently unblocked him, but yeah, no, I haven't talked to that idiot in since 2022. That's amazing. You know, no, I'm happy about that. I know you should. Yeah, <laughs> on to the next man. I'm trying to find my hubby. I'm not wasting no time. Yes, I love that. Okay. All righty. So now, after that shit show, we're at Taco Night at the Guys Villa. Mm-hmm. Taking shots for the fallen soldiers. So as the bonds are closer and the energy is better after the elimination, and she's so she's so happy she's still there. Honestly, she's very cute. She has good energy. I like Sophia. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Sorry, that was a very delayed response. <laughs> I was trying to catch up on my notes to find where we were. Um, but yeah, no, I like Sophia's energy. Yeah, and I feel she like she's genuine. Energy. She's yeah. like, now we can get closer. Like, yeah. this is good. She's a good vibe. Kendall says that they had a serious day and all. Oh, yeah. He's like at the freaking this idiot. He's like at the head of the table, like standing up, talking, talking to his people like this. God complex is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's he says obsessed with himself. Obsessed. They had a serious day and all the girls that are left are special in their own way. The boys really appreciate them all and they need to turn up tonight. Everyone laughs and agrees. We got champagne showers, slip and slide on the table. Honestly, it looked fun. Yeah. Looks like a good time. Girls Villa. Neon party. Yes. A vibe. This was one of my favorite parties because we were able to just dress sporty. Yeah. And like not really worry about like what we're going to wear and how we can like look proper yeah you looked like you were having a blast yeah you guys fun. are playing limbo again i haven't seen the the game limbo in like two decades now i've seen it in two two back-to-back episodes <laughs> it was very random like where did we get a limbo stick why do we have that <laughs> and then i thought it was cute cheers to the glow up for the glow up party mm-hmm. that was cute um and then i p- even put on my notes like you're so cute dancing i loved how happy oh, you were and thanks. you were just like in your moment no i loved it it was yeah, adorable it was a lot of fun that was a really good party yeah you seemed very happy so chelsea and blake they're off on their own chelsea tells blake that she feels comfortable around him and she's happy things are playing out the way she thinks they should be blake hopes it it makes it more a more intimate vibe with less guys there and they can spend more time together and chelsea agrees she wants to get to know Blake more and she's going to let herself feel comfortable with him. She doesn't want to avoid him anymore or fight the feeling she has for him. She tells him it's crazy how much they have in common and it's crazy because it's real. I relate to that. Like when I know that I have feelings for a guy, like I definitely avoid them until I oh, go yeah. some balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that's where it's like I understand how people see – thought Chelsea was a hypocrite but at the same time like watching this I'm like kind of proud of her for like 
actually taking the um, experience seriously. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, she's like, you know what? Like, I'm seeing Tom doing what he's doing, and there's no point in, like, you know, sitting here sulking over that. I might as well see if something can play out with Blake. And I honestly, like, kudos to her for actually diving in. I mean, I was way too scared. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's harder. It's easier said than done. And I'm, yeah. like, proud of her for actually doing it. Yeah. Okay, so you're sitting down with Shaq outside and you tell him that you had such a good time on your date and you had so much fun and he's the closest person you have there, but every time someone gets close to you, you do push them away and you don't want him to forget that you have a boyfriend that you love and you are not forgetting that. And then he says that there is no one else he would want to experience this with and he has no complaints. I feel like when you get to spend that time with somebody who you respect and admire and adore as much as I do, then I'm just winning all around. And I thought that was a really cute oh response. Like, it's very cute how much he does respect you and, like, care about you. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But, no, that was that was really, really cute. But then he goes into confessional. Yeah, like, that's I what I was. you like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. So, right after, I'm like, okay, like, it's nice. He respects you. He cares about you. But he's, like, respecting you. But then he goes in the fucking confessional and says, Aaron, I know that you've developed feelings for me. And I know that's what you are retreating from. And before we leave this island, I just want to hear from you that that's the case and that I'm not crazy. And I put in my notes, I need to know the tea. Why is this man so convinced that you have feelings for him and that that you want to be with him? I don't know because what they're airing <laughs> is probably like the best of like so nothing else was happening. Like you really know bullshit. We're not leading this man on in any sort of way because he seems like he's going to die yeah. on the hill. No. That, like, you want him. I, I, I honestly, like, I'm telling you right now, no. I did not. And I fucking believe you, mm-hmm. too. So I'm like, where Nothing the fuck I did. Is this not <laughs> getting this from, man? He is, like, convinced that you want him and but have feelings for bo- him. That's what, like, bothered me about it, too, because I was like, I almost feel like this is, a, like, a competition for yourself. To, like, yeah. prove it to yourself or p- prove it to Blake because they were, like, best friends and Blake had Chelsea. Like, it yeah. just, like, I don't know. And it was frustrating because every time I would really try to tell him, like, listen, I need you to, like, take a step back. He just, like, wasn't respecting it. And now yeah. being far removed, like, I really enjoy Shaq. And, like, him and I have built, like, a good a good relationship, a good friendship or whatever. But it's, like – I can't change how I felt back then. And I'm telling you, it just like, it, it wasn't, it didn't feel right. And I don't know if it's because I was with someone else and I was focused on myself and I just really was like, got the ick from everyone. You know, you just, you never, you friend zoned him day fucking one. And for whatever reason, this man is not getting this, the vibe, the point. Yeah. Like, it's so obvious to me that he was friend zoned. Yeah. And he's convinced, like, you guys are going to get married. (laughs) No, literally. I I don't think I did anything to lead him on either. Like, I'm telling you, I really do not. The island, man. The island got to him. Yeah, the heat. That heat. (laughs) The heat. That Maui heat. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so you tell him to never be ashamed for being open about how he feels because that takes courage. And then he says, well, 
everybody doesn't have you. We just connect really well. And if I'm wrong, you can tell me I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, you shouldn't have said you're kidding after you said that he's wrong because like low key, he's wrong. I mean, maybe that's like the, I, the only time I can think that I like ever flirted back was when I would do those little like, okay, I'm walking away and I would like pretend to walk away or be like, yeah, you're wrong. But like, I think I'm being super fun and flirty and people just like did not like it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but with him, you can't be flirty because he's in love with you. Yeah, I guess that was when I uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's the shot myself in the foot there. <laughs> I'm so done. Oh, good times. Okay, so now we pan back to the guys' villa. It's a water gun fight. Did Sophia lick whipped cream off of Tom's chest? Is that what that was? Uh, she was licking something. So, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know what that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she licked it up real quick. There's a truth or dare going. Gar- wow. There's a truth or dare game going on. And I think it's Maya. She dares Nicole and Alexis to skinny dip. Mm-hmm. And I have a question. Would you skinny dip on this show if you were single? Be honest, because Probably. I would. Probably, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd rip that shit off so fast. Yeah. I would, I would definitely keep the bottoms on. For sure. I would keep the bottoms on until I was in the water, but then I would do what Alexis did. I would take them off in the water. Okay. Yeah. 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 I would a thousand percent skinny dip. I was just wondering if you were on the same page. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you were like, I could see it in your eyes. You were like trying to like, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't say that. And I, was, and I was like, nah, we both would. We know we, we would. would. We would. <laughs> So dead. So they both skinny dip, and I love how Julian turns around and closes his eyes when they when they. I know he's so good, man. He's so good. Nicole is very drunk in this confessional, and then Kendall is just loving the the Alexis and Nicole situation. Mm-hmm. And then we hear that it's K Money's turn for Truth or Dare, and he wants the girls to make out. He says he loves seeing this side of Alexis. She seems very discreet, but when it's time to party, she's ready to party. And I will say, guys do love that shit. They love a good girl that like gets a little creep crazy, little little wild. See, I ne- like I always I never got like I always got like bad girl from her. Okay, it's interesting that you said that because I agree with that statement. So I'm kind of wondering why he said that, but maybe because she's like her voice is so like quiet and timid and like I don't know, but you're right. Like I really didn't get good girl discreet vibes either. Never. Not once. <laughs> Never. I mean, even her catwalk was super like sexual and like Yeah. Wasn't it? She's like, I'm coming yeah. for you, your man, or something. Yeah, like we we love her confidence, but you're right. Yeah. Like she definitely, yeah. But see, maybe it's kind of like because that's kind of how I am. Like I'm really good and shy until I'm really into someone, and then I'm like on one. I'm on a mission, porn star <laughs> vibes. Oh my god! You know, so maybe maybe she's just really really into Kendall. Yeah. So that's just like it's coming out because she's not yeah. like that to anyone else, really. Well, actually, right. to Nicole, she is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you can't be like that to multiple people. No, that's why maybe he just brings that out of her. No, but I'm saying like she wouldn't be like that towards like Tom or Julian or. No. 
I don't know. That that would be to. wild if she if she was. <laughs> that would make quite the show. <laughs> Julian is so funny when they start making out in the jacuzzi and he like literally backflips away from them so he's not in a clip with yeah. them. I was like, this guy yeah. is doing whatever he can to not end up in a bonfire clip with this crazy. Nicole says in the um, confessional that she's bisexual and she's glad her and Alexis are the ones to break the ice in the house. Alexis does kind of seem hesitant in the confessional at first, but then she goes ahead and asks Nicole to spend the night with them. So I was very confused with like how quickly her attitude changed. I think she woke up sober and embarrassed and regretful. Right? I think she woke up like, what in God's name did I do? Because I have it in my notes too. Like she instigated a lot. It wasn't just in the confessional or at, she it wasn't instigated she, it a lot. It was like Nicole even double checked when they got up in the room. Yeah. She was like, Are you sure you want me in yeah. the bed with you? And uh, Alexis jumped on the bed and was giggling and was like, Come on. And then Alexis is the one that got on top of Nicole. Yeah. Like, it just. She instigated. I mean, that's. What I think like. it's one of those things where she was really, really drunk, and just drunk her took over, and then the next morning you could tell she was like, kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So Nicole said, "Sure thing." After she invites her upstairs, they go up to Kendall's hot tub, and Kendall is right behind them. This man is in heaven, okay? <laughs> he, he's like gonna see what happens. He's stoked. He's ready. He's ready to rock and roll. Alexis and Nicole, they're all giggly and they hop into bed. Kendall says in his confessional, I have Alexis on one hip and Nicole on the other hip. God. Enjoying everybody's company. I mean, if this guy's ego <laughs> needed to get any bigger, we just did it. Okay? I was going to say, we're just boosting this man's ego. Yeah. It. Ladies, it's, come on. I know, man. It's so bad. The girls are hooking up before Kendall's even in the bed. Because at first I was trying to find all the bodies, okay, under the covers. I was like, where is everyone? Okay, I'll find them all. And then I was like, fucking Kendall's not even in there yet. He's running out. Oh, my God. Holding his junk. I was like, okay, this is wild. So Kendall hops in and then they all get a little frisky. And I tried to keep track of everyone. Couldn't really keep track. Yeah, once they went under the covers, it was game over. (laughs) Yeah, game over. It's the next morning and all the girls are talking about the threesome situation. Like all the single girls that are in the kitchen. They're all talking about it. And then those three are upstairs snuggling and they're talking about how hot what they did was. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. Alexis in her confessional. This is where I'm like, damn it. I think it finally hit her. Like, holy shit. What did I do on national television? Yes. He says, we had a little fun last night when we had an extra person added to it. A little mind blown that Nicole actually came to bed with us. And I put in my notes, huh? Because she's literally the one that invited her. And also, like, Nicole's outwardly bisexual. So it's like, you're yeah. mi- you should be mind blown you allowed Nicole yeah. to go in bed yeah. with you. Don't be mind yeah. blown she came to bed. Yeah, she was invited and she's into girls. Yeah. Like, yeah, Period. she didn't do anything wrong. That's why I like Alexa. I mean, I like Alexis too. I'm no hard feelings yeah. either of them. But that's what I really, like, I respected Nicole because she did not give a shit. She yeah, didn't no. shy away. Like, she wasn't, she wasn't embarrassed. No, Nicole is true to herself. Nicole knows what she's about. She knows what she wants. And she went and did her thing and she had zero regrets. Uh 
And then Alexis continues where she doesn't know what to think about it. And it was a little bit out of her comfort zone, but it was something that she said she was open to. It was nice to do something new, I think. Yeah, you can tell. She's just trying to make herself feel better about a drunken moment. Yeah. She's like, this is probably not something that she would partake in if she was sober. Uh Nicole is chipper as hell. Nicole is living her best life. Okay. She's like, hell yeah. Like life is good right now. She tells the girls that they had cuddle time, and then we find out that Alexis was the one in the middle. LOL. I'm yeah. screaming. <laughs> that is the place to be, though. If that's if you're gonna have a threesome, I want to be in the middle. Be in the middle. Get all the action. <laughs> I want all the action. <laughs> Alexis seems shy as heck about it when she comes yes. out, which I think is even mm-hmm. more reason where I'm just like, yeah, she's she wouldn't have done this if yeah. it wasn't Temptation Island and she wasn't drunk. Right. Julian and Kendall, they're talking in the pool. Kendall tells Julian what happened in quite possibly the douchiest way ever. And Julian is very shook because things have gone from zero to a thousand with (laughs) that little threesome. Kendall doesn't know what to think and says he would consider taking Nicole on a date. Oh, dear. This guy. Like, no, like this wasn't like now you're going to date Nicole. This was like you and Alexis let someone else in on your thing. Like, I feel like that was very clear. That was the situation, right? Yes. He's all over the place. He was just. Yeah. And that's another thing that bothers me, too. It's like you literally the day before were like convincing Alexis she wasn't going back to L.A. And now you're like, yeah, I could see myself taking Nicole on a date all because you had a physical interaction with her. Again, you know nothing about her. Like, yes, I'm sure she's cool. She was DTF, but, like, you're leading someone else on. Then yeah. you're telling so- the cameras that you're going to take Nicole. It's just, he's so, ugh. He's so all over the place. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Can't even keep track. So now we're back to the girls' villa in this, is it Trent? He says, all I've had on the island is gummy bears and scotch. <laughs> that was a great line. That's Alex, a.k.a. Yeah, Cowboy. Yeah. And there, I, there are no lies detected. That is so true. <laughs> Except for gummy like bears me. and scotch. <laughs> for me, it was like gummy bears and why gummy bears? I fucking love gummy bears, but that's so random. There was not. There was hey, listen, slim pickings. The gummy bears were good. Not really saw like <laughs> a substantial or what is it? Food group. I don't know. Yes, but I will say, you guys look like you were grilling some really yummy food. Like you guys were like barbecuing chicken and hot dogs. Yeah, that was like probably the first time we had like a cookout. And I think we were like, listen, we need <laughs> we need substance. <laughs> I have to ask you, how do you like your hot dogs barbecued? I like mine like black, burnt to a fucking wow. crisp. Like the more charcoal, the better. See, I like when one side is like has black under it. Oh, I like him like burn those babies. <laughs> burn those puppies. <laughs> I want the charcoal to like get on the inside of my bun. Wow. You know what I mean? Are you like that with marshmallows? Yes. <gasps> Interesting. I'm not. Marshmallows. Yeah, like I'll put the marshmallow in the fire till it's like a fiery inferno. And then I have to like bring it out and then like, <sighs> like try to yes. get the, fi- the flame out and it's just charred black insanity. Wow. That's what I like. I am not. I'm like mildly, mildly like. Oh, fuck roasted. that. Just eat a normal, eat a normal fucking marshmallow. Why yeah. even use the fire? You know what? Why even fair, use the fucking fire? To be fair, I'm not a big marshmallow girl anyway. I do like schmores. Schmores. The <laughs> only time, the only time and I'm, I'm a marshmallow girl is when I light them on fire <laughs> and I eat the charcoal. 
when I I'm... don't like I don't like marshmallows any other time. Actually, in my hot chocolate, I like marshmallows. Yeah. Well, I guess but you know what. Come that. to think about it, when else do you eat marshmallows? Like I can't you don't. like a normal person. <laughs> those, those would be the only times. <laughs> like factually, the only time you have marshmallows and, like, and in Lucky Charms. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> when else? This is only three times really? we would ever eat a marshmallow. No, really? so I guess we do like marshmallows. <laughs> so never mind. Yeah, we like them. <laughs> we love them. Actually, we're real big fans of marshmallows. <laughs> oh my god, I'm screaming! Oh, that escalated. That got out of hands. Okay, <laughs> back on track. Erica says, oh, this was sad. Okay, we just laughed about marshmallows and now we're about to get real. (laughs) So Erica Mm -hmm. says every time she closes her eyes, she sees that clip. And honestly, that is literally why I did not watch my clip because I know Mm -hmm. myself and I know my mental health. And I knew if I watched that, even if we broke up, didn't have a future together, that shit would like play in my mind for the rest of my fucking life. And I'm not... I ain't watching it. Yeah, your anxiety too. That yeah. carries. It's not like you just like are you have bad anxiety in the moment or like <laughs> no, dude. That is you don't your need whole to watch life. someone. You don't need to watch someone that you literally live with and thought you had a future with have sex with someone else no. on national television. That's insane. Like, there's no reason uh, that your mind needs to have that in your in it. And you okay? know that just like sick to your stomach feeling. Yeah, you're just so anxious, and you're literally sick yeah. to your stomach, like. I've felt that before where you're like trying to go to sleep and you can't sleep because you are literally like your stomach is in knots. Like it's almost like the butterfly butterfly feelings, but like the negative version of that. Like can we come up with a term? Like it's not butterflies, but you're so so anxious and you have that feeling of like, ugh, like. Yeah. I used to have PTSD so bad. I think I've talked about this on this podcast. I used to have PTSD so bad where if I was ever around like any sort of bonfire fire pit situation, it would like cause a crazy like anxiety attack. Like I remember specifically in North Hollywood, there was like this sushi restaurant that some of my friends always wanted to go to. And it was Hawaiian themed with like tiki torches and the dark hallways and the fucking palm trees and the fucking stone fire pits and i couldn't fucking go because i would go and it would fuck me up yeah you would feel like you were getting like set up oh my god yeah no it was full-blown ptsd i'm not like that anymore thank god that hasn't been like that for a minute but i fucking know what erica is Mm -hmm. talking about it fucks you up yeah and Kristen clearly knows what PTSD is like, too, because she says, with my trauma, when I talk about it, I have to relive that situation, and I don't want to relive that situation. I put in my notes, PTSD is a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not fun. It's so crazy because you don't have control over it. And then when you do relive it, it's, like, so vivid. It's like you're oh, living yeah. it again. It's I, nuts. You know what? I actually have or had PTSD when I was shot at. In Philly, I had to yeah. go to a um, specialized I'm therapist sure. for PTSD. Yeah, um, that was over a year ago, and I, I've since I've since moved back to just regular therapy, not um PTSD. Therapy. Not PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Steps. We love um, it. I've graduated from that to now just casual therapy, from like super no. gnarly therapy <laughs> to like your normal everyday therapy. Yes. No, but I'm telling you, it was, like, really bad. Like, I couldn't go to work for, like, a little – Did you have nightmares? Yeah. Well, it was more, like, with, like, certain sounds or a big trigger for me, which still gets my heart racing. 
and I feel like I'm having an anxiety attack is when I see certain cars that resemble the one who like hit me and then tried robbing me at gunpoint. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's like, so crazy. My now fear is that like if a car that pulls up that looks similar or is like a poor maker model, like my mind just goes to like, yeah, like, like someone in that car is like gonna hurt me. It's yeah, it's really yeah. scary. It is. And you have to like, you know, like your whole life is affected by it. Like there were times where I couldn't leave my house because I thought people were watching me and this person was gonna come and try to find me. Like again, like some days couldn't go to work. Like it was it was pretty bad. I had to like really get like coached through it. Um yeah. And now I still have, like, the mild effects. It's not, you know, it's still not terrible. But, like, I really have, like, I I don't know. Sometimes, again, like, I'll, like, profile cars. (laughs) Like, if it's, like. Yeah. No, you went through a traumatic thing. So it, like, triggers your brain Mm -hmm. that that's, like, dangerous. This is, like, nowhere near on the level of what you just said. But this kind of shook me up a little bit because I thought I was, like, totally healed. I'm totally healed now. But when this happened, I thought I was totally healed. So I got hired to do promo for your season, actually. Mm-hmm. And so they, I hadn't really talked about TI or anything for a really long time. And I was filming like the whole day for promo for your season. And I was fine the whole day. Okay. Like I got ready. I did my hair, and my makeup. They set up the camera. Everything was good. I got mic'd up and I was actually supposed to hang out with my mom after I was done filming. I filmed. I killed it in filming. Everything was fine. Okay. Totally fine the whole time. As soon as I got done with filming, my anxiety like took over because I think it was just like the lights, the camera being interviewed, the type of questions I was being asked. And it was so bad where I literally had to go into my room in like the fetal position, turn all the lights off in the dark and like put on like a Disney show to try to calm myself down. And I had to text my mom and be like, mom, I'm so sorry, but like filming all day for TI, like just triggered the fuck out of me. And my, I'm having a really, really bad anxiety attack. And like, I can't go out. Like, I can't see you. My mom like called me and talked to me. So it was just like it's so weird how little things like that that you don't think are a big deal like will still trigger oh you. my gosh like it's just wild oh yeah <laughs> like I was really fucked up yeah from that. my students will like drop a book and it'll be loud as shit and I'm like yeah like oh my god someone's you know yeah it is crazy because you you're fine it's until nuts. like that one thing and it could be it's funny too because what I've realized is that like someone could drop a book every day but then on that fifth day for whatever reason it it yeah me. it's weird it's like very it's bizarre yeah. ptsd is weird it's a mm-hmm. f- crazy phenomenon yeah. that's for sure so Kristen is crying in the confessional she says i don't show people that i'm in pain because i don't want them to take to take advantage of my vulnerability i wish i had that strength to be able to talk about the things that hurt me the most like erica does mm. I just, I feel for Kristen. Erica says she's there for her whenever she's ready to talk. I just thought this whole like moment was really beautiful, honestly. And, and then Kristen finishes it with, it's really easy to feel like you're alone, which I think is very, very relatable because don't we all feel Mm -hmm. that way? Mark shows up again, just... (laughs) It's scary every time. I no one will understand how terrifying it is when Mark shows up and tells you there's another bonfire unless you're like a couple on this show. Oh, yeah. Like it's the worst 
hor- most horrible feeling oh, yeah. ever. And, at this- and I think oh, say no, what no, you, no, you go. I was just going to you go. I was just going to say Erica describes the feeling perfectly because this is literally how I felt. Just when I started processing the last one, now I have another one. I was sort of dreading it and I lost my appetite, but I don't think um I don't think I can see anything worse at this bonfire, oh. which I was like, oh my God, this poor girl. I know. But that's literally how I felt. It was like I would go to these like traumatic bonfires that would just like fuck my entire world up. I would like go home that night. The single guys would like make me laugh. Like everything would be fine. I would like take a day to like get my shit back together. I would be having fun. I would start feeling like I have an appetite. And then it was like Mark showed up and it's like there's another bonfire. Yeah. It was like I could never recover. Yeah. It was like it never was like it was a constant just like battle of trying to be okay. And it also felt like it was every day. I swear. Every day. It was like every other day. And I'm not kidding. I was getting like annoyed. <laughs> like yeah. I was getting legitimately no. mad. And like I know it's like not Mark's fault. But I would be like looking at Mark like I hate you right Same. now. <laughs> yep. Facts. It was the worst. You're just like, you've got to be kidding mm-hmm. me. But we like, we were trying to time it out. And we were like, we don't remember them there being this many bonfires in previous seasons. And I'm sure there were, but we were just like being like, something must have happened and they want us to see it now. So they're forcing a bonfire. Like we that's where our minds went. And then whether it be true or not, it just so happens that we see fucking Kendall with two girls. <laughs> No, that was mm-hmm. wild. But remember when we recapped my season, I told you that me and Shari, we kind of fucked up the bonfire schedule because we, after that first bonfire, we were like, <laughs> no, we're done. Fly us the yeah. fuck home. And so I think we did have less bonfires yeah, than other seasons so. because we literally didn't film mm-hmm. for like four or five days because they were like, holy shit, we're going to lose like our two yeah. main cast members. Yeah. So I think we did have less because we literally um, emotionally did not handle it well for day one. (laughs) Yeah, it was not good. That's funny. So it's bonfire time. Ladies first, of course. You are very nervous. Mm -hmm. You say that you've been too hard on Corey and I've taken him for granted. And now he's getting close to girls. It makes you wonder if he's looking for someone else and it's been a wake-up call for Yeah, and I thought that was cute and well said. Yeah, no, I thought very well spoken. And I really thought that. Like in the moment I was like, Oh I'm so yeah. mean. No, you could tell you care about him. Well, you at the time you you loved yeah. him. So Chelsea's churn, she's first, and it's Julian calling Chelsea <laughs> a hypocrite and telling Tom to go get what he wants. And then it pans to Tom and Sophia walking with his arm around her. She's telling him they have great conversations, and then he's carrying her like a little princess. And then Chelsea, she admits that he's obviously making a connection, and her dancing obviously made him upset. I do think she's kind of missing the point because it's not about the dancing. It's about that she's making connections as well mm-hmm. and flirting with guys as well. Mm-hmm. It's not about the dancing at all. Um, And then she says, if I can't get a little respect in my relationship, then I deserve more. She says that she would date Blake and open up more. And she's been kind of putting him in the friend zone in a way to protect herself, which is very relatable. I do the same freaking thing, unfortunately. And then Mark says, your effort to control and manage and protect yourself is why you're in pain, which is facts. Oh, my God. When he said that, I was like, dude. That spoke to me. Holy shit. Same. Like spitting straight facts. 
Yeah, he's he's a wise one. I was like, that is that's literally like one of my resolutions for 2023. I'm trying to do everything that scares me oh. because I'm such like a I just I'm a weirdo. Good for you. I'm unavailable. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, man. I really am. Okay. Anything else before your turn? Nope. Your turn. You seem absolutely terrified. I look so annoyed. Like Mark's talking to me, and I'm literally just like looking at him, like pissed off. I just I can't. Yeah. Yeah. You seem. Yeah. You're not a happy camper. And it's the girls talking about how the way he sees himself is so ha- so sad. And then Nicole says, Aaron is dominant like me. I have a question about this once I'm done reading my note. Because she says, Aaron is dominant like me, and you're shaking your head immediately. And, I don't, and then she – I don't – if you, like, I don't like that I'm shaking my head because I agree with her. Is that okay, what that's what I was going to say because I was like, why are you shaking your head? Because you are a dominant woman. Like, I'm a dominant mm-hmm. woman. I feel like we have that in common. And I was like, that's like – She's speaking facts. Like, you are yeah. a dominant woman. I think in the moment, I was resentful and didn't want to be compared to her. Yeah. Like, not that uh, it was yeah. anything against her, but it was – she was like, I feel like – because if you look at it, I start shaking my head when she says, I feel like Aaron and I are very similar. And I'm literally shaking my head now. And mind you, yeah. me and Nicole are very similar. So it's like, I think I was just being petty, being resentful, like, no, we're nothing okay. alike. When it's like, you know. Okay, because – that was my question because I feel like me and you are the type of girls that in our like everyday life we're very like dominant alpha females but when we're in relationships we can like be a little bit more submissive oh yeah oh yeah you know absolutely yeah so that's why when you shook your head I was like girl like nah like you are dominant own that shit oh yeah no seriously even with Justin like (laughs) I am I wear the pants Okay, so you're not submissive in your relationship. You're dominant in general. I think I'm, like, I'm dead. I can be a sweetheart too. Like, yeah, but you're more dominant. Yes, yes. Like yeah. I just see. I'm I'm the opposite. I'm like I'm dominant and like alpha female in my everyday life at work, at like friend groups, all that. And when I'm in a relationship, I like to be the submissive one. I like my man to wear the pants. Yeah. Let's see. Aaron's turn. You seem terrified. Oh, wait. Where were we? Where were we? Oh, yeah. So she, the whole dominant thing. And then she says, I respect her. She's a Jersey girl like me. We're dominant. We want what we want. We want to be boss women. And then Maddie says, that's her name, right, Maddie? Mm -hmm. Maddie says that you're either tired of him not being who he was originally, like when you met him, I'm assuming, or you're fact. or you're using this as a ploy to let him know that you're done. Yeah. Big statements. You're speechless after this clip, like literally speechless. Mm-hmm. And then you start talking and you say, I mean, these girls don't know me. I which facts. I, I would have said the same thing. Because they are. They're making pretty big statements about someone that they literally don't know. Yeah. And you say, I don't agree with what the one girl said about using him to break up with him because anyone here knows that I haven't been okay this whole time. I'm still not okay. And it bothers you that people think that because it's not true. And how you felt when you first got here is very different than how you feel now. You've never felt this terrified of losing someone. And this is where I put in my notes. Yeah, your voice cracked. You got a little emotional, but you're still not really crying a lot. No, I thought I handled that pretty well. And this this is a moment that's totally normal to show emotion. Yeah. 
So anything that you want to say about that? No, it's just weird because, like, looking back, it's like I kind of agree with what they're saying. <laughs> you do? Well, like, to, in a sense, like, yeah, like, Jersey Girl and, like, yeah, us I agree similar. with that. And I also agreed with what Maddie said in a sense where it's like he's not who he originally showed her to be true. And I feel like that yeah. had some truth behind it as well. But I was just – I had my blinders up. Yeah, like most of us did when we filmed this show. Erica's churn, obviously it was going to be the threesome clip. We all saw that coming. And then she says, at this point, my new norm is watching Kendall have sex with not just one person, but now two people. And she talks about how she's painted a picture of him being some amazing, wise, intelligent man. And it's like, that's almost the exact opposite. It's definitely the exact opposite. Yes. And then she says that she's getting clarity she prayed for, and there is nothing Kendall can do to get her back. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Like, thank God. So now this little moment, this made me sad. Yeah. I love Kristen, man. We had no idea, too. Were I mean, you I don't... genuinely shocked when she said this? I was, like, confused because I had never seen – emotion from Kristen at this point yeah like I'm talking like even like when she would go to those confessionals or if she would like cry to Erica like me and Chelsea had not seen this side of her and like I said to you earlier and in this podcast I I was like internalizing I was getting annoyed with the girls because I was like I feel like no one like everyone's kind of like not pretending they're too cool for this experience if that makes sense yeah and that clearly I'm so far off and I see that now, but that's just genuinely how I felt yeah. in the moment. And then all of a sudden we're at this bonfire and Kristen's crying and she's like really crying and she's, you know, choking up on her words. And I'm, you can see me looking at her like a little like confused, like what, you know, where is this coming from? And then she dropped the bomb and I just lo- like, ugh, we all lost it. Yeah. And then it just made sense. And I was like, Everything okay, made know, sense. Now I get it. Like, you know, everyone reacts to things differently. Like this is, I think that's like the moral of the story. I just think like everyone reacts to trauma differently and you just don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. I do think it's interesting how when Kristen saw Julian upset is what brought this out of her. Yeah. Which well, I'll talk about in my note, but it's Kristen's turn and the clip is Julian crying in his bedroom and seeing him crying. She like it immediately upsets her. You immediately see it on her face. The clip's not even over yet and she's already like not okay. Uh She's crying saying she feels really bad that he's crying by himself. She says, I hate seeing him cry and I can't be there for him. Just seeing him cry hurts. And this is where I'm just like, you guys, like, this is where it's, like, so obvious what's real love and what's not. Like, it's so obvious, like, they're the real deal. Like, this is, like, just seeing him, like, a little emotional for that little clip, like, really effed her up. Yeah. Mark asks her why she came here, and she says originally she had trust issues with Julian. Now that she's here, she realizes there is so much more that she needs to work on within herself. He asks her if she thinks she's been working on it, and she's silent, and she's, like, very mm-hmm. emotional. Yeah, and, and this is where we all were, like, confused. Something's like going we were on. Like, all right, so, yeah, what's, yeah, what's happening? Yeah, and she kind of rolls her eyes, not in, like, a sarcastic way, but just, like, it was almost like I'm going to let out what I've been holding in this whole time, and she starts mm-hmm. crying, and she says it's hard, and then I think Mark could obviously sense that this was, like, really serious, and that's when he went over and sat with her. Yep. 
and Mark comes and sits with her and asks what happened. And then she drops the bomb that she lost her brother to an overdose. And the yeah. and the episode ends. What what happened right after she said that? Like, what was everyone feeling? How did everyone react? Like, I know we'll get into it the next episode, but was it just like everyone was shocked and like quiet? We were all shocked. We were all like a little distraught. Yeah. Crying. And then yeah. I believe we all kind of went in and hugged her. Yeah. And then she does open up more about it, I believe, in the next episode. But we just were all like – like we had no idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and that's and like I, and a it was crazy weird thing. because when you first met Kristen, who now I have such a great relationship with. Again, I was at her wedding. She's invited to my baby shower. Like yeah. I, you know, we've become very close. But when you first meet her, and maybe it was because the experience we were in, mm-hmm. I couldn't get a read on her. Yeah. And it was frustrating for me like I was like what is this girl's deal like I can't tell you know what I mean yeah and then just just finally see what she was holding in and how painful that probably was no I was like oh my gosh I can imagine I'm sure I cried hysterically and I probably you know go into confessional I can't remember what airs and what doesn't because it's been so long but yeah um we were all really upset and we were all really there for her and yeah I don't know. For someone who's gone through so much, I'm telling you, she gives the best advice. Well, that I feel like that's what happens when the people who have been through the most in life are able to give the best advice. People that have yeah. like gone through hell and come back from it. They're able yeah. to like really guide people. Mm-hmm. Poor girl, man. I was like, oh, man, she's been through the ringer. Like that's crazy. So that's kind of a depressing note to end this episode on. But they do get a little happily ever after which honestly now that I see like how much they love each other I am so excited to see this proposal oh my god the proposal because I haven't seen it I'm just like you know that I haven't seen it and I'm waiting to watch it for this but as I'm watching them and like how he talks about her and she's like crying seeing him upset and I know they're the real deal I'm like oh this is gonna I'm gonna cry I already know I'm gonna cry for this proposal I can tell you right now oh I'm like choking up talking about it It (laughs) it was so good but then also like I'm pretty sure like Kristen's brother like the last thing he had said to Julian was like take care of my sister or like something along those lines or like and I'm pretty sure he incorporates it in the proposal or or something I'm sure he does it's just like literally like (laughs) heart-wrenching yeah it's reality Steve he said it's the best proposal he's seen on any any reality tv show including all the bachelor and bachelorette yes which is a big fucking statement that means it was like the real deal and I and watching them and like just like I said like hearing the way that Julian talks about her and how he knows she she's all that he wants he wants to fight for her and she heard crying when she saw him crying I'm like oh this proposal is gonna have me sobbing I can already tell no but their wedding too was incredible there's a lot of love there for sure it's like I love it we love love okay you guys I think that's it anything else before we wrap this up no, that was good. It was you great. Have a to catch and I, I do. I have one hour to shower and put on self tanner and pack. Everyone pray for me. Um okay, you guys, go check out itstemptingmerch.com. I believe there's 
a couple orders that we need to ship out. So we will ship those out in the next like day or two. Um, Aaron, do we still want to pick another good review for a free hat? Oh, that would be fun. So let's do that this next week. Yeah. Over the next seven days, you guys, if you liked our episodes, if you've liked that we've been being consistent, we would love for you to leave a review and we'll pick our favorite one to send a hat to. Um, Please go like, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Please leave a review. Follow us on Instagram at It's Tempting Pod. And I think that's it. Yeah. Okay, you guys. Love you all. And we'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye, guys. Love you.